Hello and welcome to episode 160 of our SAP on Azure video podcast. Today's September 14th and together with Robert and Goran, we are here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello everyone. So today we are going to talk about manufacturing ontologies. I have to admit that I needed to look up what this exactly means. And on the related GitHub page, it says an ontology defines the language used to describe a system. In the manufacturing domain, these systems can represent a factory or plant, but also enterprise applications or supply chains. So the Digital Twin Consortium has created an open source manufacturing ontology reference architecture where until recently one of the most requested features was the integration of the on-premise SAP systems. I say until recently because our guest today, Erich Bahnstedt, just recently published exactly that. And since this week we don't have a lot of updates, I guess this will change after the DSAC conference next week, let's switch over to Erich right away and talk about the SAP integration in manufacturing ontologies. Eric, first of all, welcome and thank you very much for joining our podcast. Can you maybe quickly introduce yourself? What do you do at Microsoft? Yeah, thank you, Holger, and thanks for having me on the show. So I'm uh, Eric Barnes, and I'm the Chief Architect for Standards Consortia and Industrial IoT in the Azure Agent Platform team. Been with Microsoft for over 20 years and, you know, started the Windows Industrial IoT team, later uh, started the Azure Industrial IoT team and, and built both teams. Um, worked on products in relation to industrial um, ontologies and, and manufacturing ontologies and recently uh, was approached by our Azure Digital Twin team that said we have uh, a reference ontology for the building automation space um, based on real estate core and again you gave a great introduction to what an ontology is it's nothing more <laughs> than a language to describe a system right so the terms um, to describe the systems are defined and so that everybody has the same terms and the same language describing a system creating interoperability and we looked at manufacturing space and we said okay well if we were to build an ontology for manufacturing uh, yeah. what would that be and very quickly we realized iso 95 is the most common ontology used and to describe manufacturing processes and manufacturing systems and manufacturing plants and production lines and all this these kind of things so we said okay we'll we'll base our ontology um on iso 95. so mm -hmm. that's a standard it's an ic standard uh, very common and and if you look at factories today some people call it the automation pyramid but they have segregated the different systems into different layers and each layer okay. has its own network and so on. And ISO 95 basically defines that too, right? Oh, so cool. we had good reasons to use ISO 95. So we started um, basically mapping the ISO 95 standard to the Microsoft internal representation for digital twins. Again, this was started with the digital twin team. And uh, so we created these, um, this mapping from ISO 95 to the digital twin definition language, which is, of course, is an open specification that Microsoft released specifically for digital twins, right? So mm -hmm. we started with that, um, you know, and that was great, but very quickly, and, and then we contributed to digital twin consortium because we wanted it to be open. We wanted it to be out in the community 
and you know hopefully also get com contributions from the community to it and obviously people uh, were interested they they liked the idea but very quickly they said well how do you use it i mean can you like give an example or can you show what an architecture would look like where we would use this and very quickly we realized we need to do more than just define the ontology we need to actually create an architecture and and you know integrate other azure services into it and and then we said okay how do we do that right so uh, we ended up creating a v team within microsoft very quickly the folks from the microsoft cloud for manufacturing joined mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, MTCs or Microsoft Technology Centers. They have their own engineers in there. They were really interested because it's a great demo, right? And, and so we created this V team, which was far beyond just the digital twin team. It was basically all the manufacturing stakeholders at, at Microsoft. I volunteered to lead that V team. We, we meet weekly and, you know, we basically um, started creating more assets around this concept of manufacturing ontologies. So we created an asset which does automatic translation from OPC UA, which is a industrial interoperability standard used in a lot of machines and, and systems to find on-prem, but they also define a way to send data to the cloud, which we helped define. It's called OPC UA pops up. So we created assets that would take the metadata from OPC UA pops up and uh, create those digital twins automatically, which was another big ask that people had because they didn't want to have to model things that they'd already modeled before, even if it was mm -hmm. done, if even if the modeling was done in OPC way, right? So that was one big piece. And then of course we integrated our new edge based on Kubernetes, you know, Azure Kubernetes Service Edge Essentials. That was a big piece. And then we said, okay, how, where do we get the data from? I mean, it's, it's all well and good <laughs> to have an architecture, but if you want to showcase it, if everything is always zero, that's kind of lame, right? So we took um, the very, you know, detailed and complete simulation that we had in an Azure Connected Factory and brought that in so we could simulate production lines. We added shift times to that simulation. So, you know, you're, you're, uh, not always producing day and night, but you're producing in shifts. Mm -hmm. uh, we brought a bunch of uh, analytics software into it that is available in Azure. And in the end, we created this, this massive, um, you know, reference architecture centered around Azure Digital Twin Service with the ontologies from ISO 95 and Azure Data Explorer for time series data that we could then analyze, right? And we then contributed Every time we, we made a change, we contributed that back to the Digital Twin Consortium. And then finally created like a deploy to Azure button and a, and a deployment script where you could deploy the whole solution with one click because, you know, setting it up individually and manually would, was getting more and more complicated and, and took longer as we kept adding new things to it. And then, of course, somebody said, hey, what about MES and ERP systems, right? Mm -hmm. And I went, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's missing. And they said, well, you know, what about integrating on-premises SAP systems, right? Because we heard from customers all the time that this was, you know, uh, something they wanted done. This was something mm -hmm. that, you know, we had talked about in different blog posts for a long time. So we said, okay, let's do it. Let's integrate SAP, right? And of course, we reached out to our SAP friends in Waldorf, which were really helpful. And we created what 
every expert, and I'm not an SAP expert, but every SAP expert I talked to agreed that that was the perfect architecture. So effectively, what we've done is we've connected the SAP systems through HTTP mm -hmm. to Azure Logic apps in the cloud. So this is an outbound connection, right? Um, and then Azure Logic apps would basically parse the data coming from um, SAP and IDOC format, mm -hmm. and then you know create digital twins automatically or store the IDOC in, in Azure. Uh, data lake, you know, for further processing there, um, and and that's basically what we did. And then, of course, people say, yeah, well, that's all well and good, but what about the return path? How do you send data from Azure back to on-premises SAP systems? And there, actually, we have um, quite a lot of uh, infrastructure um, already, and there's a team building that. I think originally it was built for Power Apps, but it also works with, with Azure Logic Apps. It's called the Data Gateway. Mm -hmm. And it translates um, uh, requests back to um, the SAP protocol RF, RFC, uh, RFC. I believe. Yes, and, and that's also something we integrated um, for completeness, right? So we, we can have now send this bi-directional now. Bi-directional, we can send data from on-premises SAP systems to Azure and back, okay? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it came to actually documenting all the configuration steps in SAP and all the configuration steps in, in on Azure. And, and that was something that we um, did over the last few weeks. Uh, we've uh, more recently also added screenshots because people said, yeah, I mean, I'm going blind just reading this text. Like, seeing is believing, can you add some screenshots? So we added some screenshots. And uh, people are generally uh, super excited about this when we when we talked about that we've made this contribution to the D2C on LinkedIn, you know, we got a lot of response, positive response. People were, you know, really happy that we finally had this documented and integrated with the ontologies work that a lot of folks had already started adopting, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's what we did. Um, again, it's on GitHub, it's open source. Anybody can use it. The Digital Twin Consortium is, is very good at expanding their open source initiative with things like this. And they're very helpful when it comes to answering questions as well. If you haven't used GitHub before, or if, you, if you're new to open source, reach out to them. And, and quite frankly, we, we are also very keen on contributions from the community. Mm -hmm. So, so far, I mean, we have roughly 10 people that have contributed to this particular GitHub repo, mainly from Microsoft, mm -hmm. as you can imagine. But you know there are other uh, people that said they wanted to contribute, um, but haven't so far. But you know clearly there's a need there for making it better, for continuing to evolve it as new use cases are identified. So that we're, that's what we're looking forward to. So mm -hmm. it is a community project. That's what it's there for. Um, it does have some other open source components in it um, mm -hmm. as new Azure services that are relevant in the manufacturing space become available. Of course, we're going to integrate those two. We're going to keep it relevant. We're going to keep it fresh. Um, and, you know, a lot of folks use this simply because it brings it all together, right? Yeah, For yeah. the first time, you know, we always had kind of little solutions here and there for manufacturing and it was up to our partners, or our customers, to figure out how to connect them all. 
now for the first time we're creating one solution that has everything integrated right mm -hmm. and we have a long list of additional stuff we want to integrate so we're not going to stop we have lots of requests and we keep keep innovating right because you know if you create those solutions once lots of people can benefit and save time and money i mean when i first looked at the ontology architectures there i was actually super impressed by how comprehensive this is i mean typically and, and I, I think you made a very good point typically when, when we look at individual solutions when we look at logic apps integrating with sap or something like that there, there's a nice um, tutorial that helps you how to do this point to point or something like that but but that's it it's not in this broader context and when when i looked at the at the github page that that you referenced there, there's a there's a reference architecture built a picture in there and it's amazing like like how many components are there and how they interact and, and you really see this completeness of of the solution so so that it's really not well this is how you do it and and um, if you really want to implement this in your company then you're on your own but no it, it's really uh, a, an amazing foundation that that talks about all these different um services in the context of um yeah here the the, the manufacturing industry so so it's 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 really an amazing asset i guess and and we we talked before i mean obviously this is not only something that you do in in theory um and and completely decoupled from customers but you are working with the customers you are getting the feedback from the customers that mm -hmm. then um, maybe the, the customer is not an active direct contributor but via you via some other colleagues um all these these um the, the feedback is actually channeled back into um the github even today Correct. And I mean, of course, I'm also working with the product teams, right? So the feedback doesn't stop with me. I'm passing the feedback on to the product teams who then can adopt their product plans and, and add at least add the request to the backlog um, for a future version of the product, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's a two-way road, right? So we're showing our customers this is, you know, what a complete reference architecture looks like and how mm -hmm you know, how, how it works best. I mean, we also optimize the performance and cost, right? So we, we went to several iterations actually of the architecture and okay. always looking for ways to save our customers um, uh, cost and to also uh, improve performance. So, um, you know, we had several demos based on this architecture at Hanover Messe this year. And, okay. and you know, some customers um, looked at it as well you know, following that and said, well, this this could be faster. You know, this is not so important, but focus on this, you know, and so on. And and we did, right? And we we optimized uh, the architecture for cost and performance. So you'd be surprised how little it actually costs to run this thing, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, this is this is what we what we aim to do. We want to you know build architectures that are you know relevant, that are production ready and um, this is a good step in the right direction right and i mean to be honest one thing um that sap and microsoft has have also been working on for quite some years now is the asset administration shell right so mm -hmm. um this is also the first time that we've integrated the asset administration shell into an overall architecture um and i know sap has a dedicated team for working on asset admin shell um we have you know, obviously not a dedicated team, but we have several teams that are interested in adopting asset admin shell technology. We've contributed 
a reference implementation also to the DTC, so Digital Twin Consortium for the Acid Admin Shell running on Azure and integrating with other Azure services. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this is also part of the solution and uh, in the in the reference architecture, it's used for product carbon footprint calculation. Oh, okay. Which is a hot topic, obviously, yep. but it is also a very good way to interact with other e, uh, SAP systems, like for example, Asset Intelligence Network. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, this is something we've been working with um, inside another consortium um, with SAP. Um, I'm in weekly open source calls regarding Asset Admin Shell with a lot of the other SAP cont- uh, uh, contacts that we have. And um, and then finally, the, the, the other standard, which we obviously integrated, I already mentioned it a little bit, is OPC OA. Obviously, uh, both SAP and Microsoft are on the board of the OPC Foundation, and we're collaborating with SAP on, on OPC OA integration as well. Um, their product is called Plant Connectivity. Our product is called OPC Publisher. Okay. And you know, obviously, um, you know, we're we're collaborating in several different places with SAP. But I would say the the uh, main ones relevant is is this ontology here, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Asset Admin Shell uh, standardization and uh, reference implementation or or open source work we're doing with SAP. And then finally, OPC way as the as the third major area, let's say, right? And mm-hmm. so again, this architecture brings it all together because we have integrated the asset manager, we have integrated OPC way, we've integrated on-prem SAP systems. So really, I mean, we have lots of touch points, obviously, with SAP, as you know, Holger, right? <laughs> so this is trying to bring this all together as well. So people who who buy software both from SAP and Microsoft know yeah. how to combine them right yeah. can can you can you show us the the architecture maybe can, yeah, can we take a look at yeah. the github repo and then um i mean it's Correct. as you said in the beginning it's it's massive in the meantime but 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 maybe you can just show us a few yeah uh, of the top I, yeah. I keep saying i'm running out of space well there's still a few empty <laughs> spots that i could add more services but <laughs> this is it right so it it looks overwhelming at first, but if you dig into it, I mean, you can see you have your on-premise systems on the left, then you have your edge gateway that that sits usually in the IT network, but can also sit on the OT network um, and can be daisy-chained over several networks. Um, Mm -hmm. And and then you have a broker in the cloud. So this is on-premises, this is cloud. You have a broker where the data comes in. and then the data, the metadata is sent through the component I mentioned. It's called UA Cloud Twin, which automatically generates digital twins from the OPC Way metadata. And then you're also sending the OPC Way metadata and telemetry data to Azure Data Explorer. So those are the two main components of the architecture. That's where the data is stored. And then everything else just runs queries off of those components, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The asset administration shell that I mentioned earlier to calculate the product carbon footprint also queries that data. And um, for example, you know, I don't want to go into the details. I just gave a web uh, webinar on on this particular um, asset admin shell in the digital twin consortium yesterday, so you can watch that. Um, okay. But um, basically, product carbon footprint has several different components. So you need to grab the data from different places, right, to calculate the product carbon footprint. 
And this is what this, this does. This built into the asset admin shell. And there are several different uh, databases that it needs to query for the data. One other thing that is, might be worth mentioning is digital feedback loop. So as you're analyzing your data here, you can obviously uh, you know, create actions that you want to perform on your production line. Uh, so this UA Cloud Action open source component that we also contributed to the digital twin consortium can handle that. And then goes back through the broker and back into a component called UA Cloud Commander, which then impacts your production line. But from the discussion we had, obviously the SAP systems are up here. Here's the trigger, the HTTP request that I mentioned that goes through Azure Logic Apps, which then has an impact on digital twins being created in Azure Digital Twin Service. There's also a link between here and the storage account, but if I create an arrow straight through the, the <laughs> architecture, it becomes really, really un, unwieldy. So I decided to leave that arrow out, but it's the steps to set up the connection between Azure Logic Apps and the Azure Storage account are, are mentioned below. And then the feedback loop or the return path, let's say, go through an RFC workflow trigger through the data gateway, which is mm -hmm. also running on the edge which then connects to the SAP systems through the so-called SAP connector, which is again RFC. Mm -hmm. so, so that's how the whole system works. Maybe also quite interesting to some of uh, the uh, viewers is we integrated Azure OpenAI service. We can do automatic uh, asset onboarding using a component called UA Edge Translator. Um, so if an asset doesn't have OPC way built in, you can automatically translate it to OPC way without having to manually map tags all the time, which is a very time consuming task in an industrial IoT project. So that's what we use Azure OpenAI service for. And then on the right, you have the different uh, applications to visualize the data, to um, do more calculations. For example, Microsoft Sustainability Manager also has the ability to calculate the product carbon footprint. Um, Azure Data Explorer obviously is a no-code dashboard for Azure Data Explorer. Um, Azure Data Explorer dashboard, sorry, it's that's the official name. It's just uh, dataexplorer.azure.com. You can you can log into it, create dashboards uh, with a few clicks, and and connect to your database. And um, yeah, we have Power BI integration, Grafana integration. We even have a uh, industrial metaverse application we built using Unity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that also the Digital Twin Consortium and the OPC Foundation collaborated on. And then, of course, we have our 3D Scene Studio and Digital Twins Explorer for visualizing your, your digital twins, right? Which is also something a lot of folks are interested in. And again, it comes with lots of documentation. Let me just make that a bit smaller again so you can see it properly. So, more recently, we added a table of contents because there's so yeah, much it's content. It's huge now, in the meantime. Right. So the SAP um, integration is discussed here. This is how you set up the logic app. Down here, you have the screenshots I mentioned regarding the SAP configuration that you need to do, which is basically setting up a, a, a an endpoint right mm -hmm. in SAP, um, and then how to test your solution, right, to make sure it's all working. Um, and a quick explanation about the data gateway, what that is for, 
Um, and then the other thing I wanted to show is this is the Grafana integration, the dashboard for um, Azure Data Explorer. Azure Data Explorer, one of the most underrated features of Azure Data Explorer is actually its functionality to do calculations on the data, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do a whole OAE calculation right in Azure Data Explorer, right? Without having to write any code, which is exactly what we did here. And of course, we um, also um, make the dashboard for this available as part of the solution. So you don't even need to create the dashboard. It's done for you, including the OAE calculation. Um, and then the um, here's the button to deploy everything to Azure. Yeah, so, so so this button to deploy to Azure, what is yeah. actually deployed to Azure then? I mean, is, is really the whole reference architecture deployed and I basically just need to go in and do some final customer configurations and obviously, I mean, yeah, so, connectivity to the SAP system and stuff like that, but yeah, the services so it leverages the Azure Resource uh, Manager. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's an Azure Resource Manager deployment script, so the mm -hmm. entire solution is deployed, including the simulation. Nice. Um, you know, the simulation runs in the VM on Azure, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Um, for the production line simulation, right? So that's all part of the solution, and all you literally have to do after clicking that button is to start the simulation. One command. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so that's that's it. Actually, no, I lied. Two steps. So you need to. <laughs> need to also deploy the Kubernetes instance. That's one command, and then it's another command to start the simulation. But that's it. That's it. Nice. So, okay. so then the data starts flowing, and you can do all your calculations. Here's the shift times that we use in the simulation mm -hmm. um, identified. I'm just looking for the picture for the 3D studio. Oh, here it is. Look. So um, there is also a uh, 3D wireframe sample of a 3d robot that or an industrial robot that we provide where you can attach um, your digital twin to right so mm -hmm. in microsoft azure digital twin service the digital twin is basically a representation of your physical asset um, and has telemetry it has methods it has um, azure functions that you connect to it so based on some threshold value, you can execute some code or whatever, you know, to basically react to something that the robot did. But you can also attach a 3D wireframe um, with textures, as far as I know, um, to it, right? So you can really create a representation, mm -hmm. a 3D representation of your production line on Azure, right? And, and that's something a lot of folks are excited about. Um, so, so it can be done with this solution as well. And then the industrial metaverse is then taking that to a next level where I have one of those um, VR headsets and a Unity yeah. obviously supports um, our Microsoft Mixed Reality Toolkit, right? Which supports a bunch of different VR headsets and HoloLens. Um, so the application that we integrated, uh, that we contributed to the solution supports both, right? Because it, the mixed reality toolkit abstracts the actual hardware that you use. So um, we took this reference architecture to simulate a wind park, and it was a demo at Hanover Messe. So we placed the wind park on Azure Maps 
where the Hanover Messe uh, fairgrounds are. And right? then you could so really walk. You converted it into a wind park, right? <laughs> and um, you could wear the VR headset and see yeah. the Hanover Messe fairgrounds and the wind turbines on top. And of course, nice. telemetry data was OPC OA, and you know, we're using digital twins from the ontology and so on. So it really was a nice demo to, to you know, create something that hasn't been done before, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. oh, cool. yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. So have a look at it. It's GitHub Digital Twin Consortium Manufacturing Ontologies, right? I I'll mean, put the link I think in the we're going to yep. link to it in the in the description of the video. And you know, it's it's a again, it's a reference. Um, use it to get going using uh, Azure Services for manufacturing, yep. and give us feedback. And even better, make a contribution to it. Contribute right? exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so and I mean, we just saw it. It's very easy to get started, even with simulated data. So so um, you should be able to really test this out. And then I mean, we, we talked about the cloud appliance library, uh, the SAP cloud appliance library, in in previous episodes. So it's very easy for you to set up an SAP system, and then you can run through the connectivity that you described. Yep. I mean, there were some nice screenshots on what is required in the sub GUI for, for, for the for the configurations to set up these endpoints. Yeah, so so hopefully a few of our viewers will actually really get started. We'll click on the deploy to Azure button and make the connection hopefully to, to SAP and then provide feedback. Correct. Yeah, and we're always interested in feedback. We always want to improve what we have. And should you have any problems, just open an issue on GitHub mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to it. We have very good turnaround time. So our um, so far we've been less than less than twenty four hours to turn around issues. So hopefully cool. we can we can keep that right and um, you know make sure that we enable you as quickly as we can. Right. Perfect. Well, Eric, thank you so much for for this insights. Um, I think it's really absolutely amazing um, how much content is already there um, and and I mean if, if you look at the github page it's really there's a lot of documentation and, and beautifully documented as we just saw with with all these screenshots thank you so much for sharing this and yeah may, maybe we'll get an update from you in the future on some some other cool That's stuff well, yeah that will come. yeah like I mentioned we have a long list of additional things we want to do um, you know we'll get to them bit by bit right integrate new Azure services add new features, mm -hmm. enable new use cases, the list is long, right? But, you know, we'll get to it and, um, you know, we'll keep improving on it. And All thank right. you for having me on the show. No, thanks. thanks for coming. Yeah. Cool. Then talk to you. Yeah. In the future again. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.